This is episode 320 with the race director of the Marine Corps Marathon, a member of the All-Marine Running Team from 1995 through 2009, and a Marine Corps Marathon Hall of Famer, Alex Hetherington. Welcome to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jason Fitzgerald, and the goal of this show, strengthrunning.com, and our YouTube channel is to help you better understand the process of improvement, because when you recognize knowledge as a competitive advantage, you'll be a much better runner. If you're new here, welcome. I'm the head coach of Strength Running, formerly a 239 marathoner, and a monthly columnist for Trail Runner Magazine. On this podcast, I share my insights on the sport and speak with the world's smartest subject matter experts to help you improve. I'm happy to connect anytime, so feel free to email me or send me a message on Instagram or YouTube. Now I want to thank our partners who support the show. They're offering you some great discounts, which I hope you'll take advantage of. And both of these companies offer products that I use on a nearly daily basis. First, don't sleep on Lagoon Sleep. Or maybe you should. Either way, they make the most comfortable pillow I've ever tried. And since I know sleep is the number one recovery tool at any runner's disposal, I'm taking it a lot more seriously. I went on their website and took their sleep quiz. It's only two minutes. And you can take yours at lagoonsleep.com slash strengthrunning. And I was paired with their Fox pillow that I'm absolutely loving. You know, just recently I laid down in bed and I started trying to go to sleep And I just realized I wasn't comfortable. I was tossing and turning. And I quickly realized that I wasn't using my Fox pillow by Lagoon. I was using this other pillow. I'm just way more comfortable now that I'm using a Lagoon Fox pillow. It makes a big difference. Since you can add or remove fill to get your alignment just right, it's a great way to optimize the most important way you can become a better runner that isn't training, sleep. Take your rest and recovery to the next level with Lagoon and get 15% off your purchase with code STRENGTHRUNNING at lagoonsleep.com slash strengthrunning. Next is drink LMNT, Element, a delicious sugar-free high-sodium electrolyte mix. I love this stuff and I've been drinking it for years. It's perfect for endurance runners who are sweating a lot, drinking a lot of water, and because of that can be susceptible to imbalances. My favorite flavor these days is probably a toss-up between watermelon and citrus, but you can go to drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning, and they'll let you try every flavor before you commit. You'll get a free sample pack with your purchase, and that way you don't have to commit before you've tried all of their different flavors. And also, you didn't hear it from me, but... These flavors can be used to make a very tasty sugar-free margarita or the next morning to help you feel better if you've had too many of those margaritas. Electrolytes play a key role in helping you avoid dehydration, dizziness, cramps, and tiredness, especially after long runs or workouts. So get your free sample pack with any purchase at drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning. All right, my guest today is the race director for the Marine Corps Marathon, Alex Hetherington. He previously spent five years as the show director of the modern-day Marine Military Exposition. He's a retired Marine aviator and was a member of the All-Marine Running Team from 1995 through 2009. Alex's running accolades include winning the inaugural Armed Forces Marathon Championship in 1998 and 
an induction into the Marine Corps Marathon Hall of Fame in 2009. He has run the Marine Corps Marathon 27 times. This conversation focuses on what you can expect at this year's race, the logistics of getting to the starting area, how to think about your overall race strategy, the most difficult aspects of the course, on-course amenities like fuel and hydration, when and where to meet your family after the race, and the many reasons why the Marine Corps Marathon is such a special race. Without further delay, please enjoy my conversation with Alex Hetherington. All right, Alex, I so appreciate you making the time. I know being about a month out from the race can be a busy time for a race director, so I'm grateful you're here. 33 days, but who's counting, right? (laughs) It's not plastered on the front page of your website at all or anything. Nothing like that. Yeah. No, but but, but Jason, no, it's a real pleasure to join you and always, always up to talk about the Marine Corps Marathon. So thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. We're going to do a deep dive on the course, the day of the race, logistics, race strategy, and more. But uh, first I thought it would be fun just to acknowledge the fact that you are a unique kind of race director. You're a retired Marine aviator and a member of the all Marine running team from 1995 through 2009, including a win at the inaugural Armed Forces Marathon Championship in 1998. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the All-Marine running team? It just seems a a mighty impressive feat to me that you were able to be both a Marine and a highly competitive marathoner for a a 14-year stretch. Yeah, well, it's something something that I I really enjoy doing. and it it is it is a challenge to be an all marine runner because uh, you know that it doesn't involve any kind of special treatment. You're you're uh, you know you're a marine first. You're out there. You're doing the mission. You got to stay uh, you know up to date and relevant in your in your career field. Um, but you know if you've got if you're interested and you're hungry and you you know have uh, time management skills and to to keep training and running where you have the opportunity. Because it's a competitive, you know, application process, and they, you know, before each uh, major competition, they they select from among the applicants, and it's 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 certainly an honor to to represent the Marine Corps, and and that's what's special about the Marine Corps Marathon is it, it's it's such a a unique platform, uh, and it really it is it is it, the perfect platform for, for military runners. And, and in fact, you know, we're very excited about uh, our two returning champions, our returning runners, you know, Kyle King, who's a serving, uh, who's a captain in the Marine Corps and an artillery officer. He's our, our, uh, our champion last year in, in uh, 2019-19. And then uh, Lieutenant Chelsea Baker, who's uh, actually, she's a lieutenant in the, in the Royal, the UK Royal Navy. And she's our female champion, and she ran two forty two thirty eight. So, uh, and they're both returning for next year's race. So excited! And that's just, just a little, yeah. But it's a thirty thousand you know person race, and uh, it's an opportunity to feature feature those athletes because, as you know, it's it's the largest uh, marathon I believe in in the world as far as we're tracking that doesn't offer any kind of prize money. So you're you know you're running with purpose and finishing with pride, and because that's what it's all about. It's about pride. I love it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, what makes this race unique that that makes it stand out from other races? And it seems like, number one, you don't have a prize purse. So, you know, you're running for glory, not for money. And it, it is a race that highlights, um, you know, the, the armed services and veterans. Can you just talk a little bit more about this? And, you know, for folks who aren't familiar with the Marine Corps Marathon, you know, what might they expect in terms of that aspect of the, of the race? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because that, that's, that's really the heart of the matter here, right? I mean, the Marine Corps Marathon is a great running event because it's about much more than just running. I mean, and, and I would say that, uh, you know, it's a great running event because it's, it's a complete runner ecosystem, for the lack of a better word, right? I mean, you know, we have a great competitive race up front, which features, you know, um, military athletes primarily, but it's open to all comers, of course. Um, and then, you know, we have a lot of people in the middle of the pack who are running to either, you know, uh, to, to, um, to represent, uh, some of our charity partners, which are generally, um, very veteran and, uh, and service member focused, most of them, uh, or they're running to remember a loved one who was a Marine, uh, they're running to remember a comrade who's a Marine, or they're running with a comrade or a friend. Uh, so, you know, or they're running to experience our course, which is, you know, I would, I would say our course is, and, and you're from the DC area. So you, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it, it's, it's a tour de force of Washington, DC. I mean, you, you can't, if you had three to five hours to spend in Washington, DC, and you, you were trained to run a marathon, uh, this would be the best use of your time. I mean, you see every significant national monument, national building, um, you know, you get to experience that it's the total package if you want to see Washington, D.C. and what it's all about. I mean, it's almost an act of citizenship uh, just to run the race. Um, so, um, you know, it's a great experience. Uh, so a lot of our runners are running for the experience, not really, you know, because they have any particular time goal. But then there are our, our runners at the back of the pack that are running to achieve. You know, they've set uh, a goal for themselves. Perhaps they're, um, you know, they are recently adopted an active lifestyle and they've set uh, completing a marathon as their first major, you know, substantial physical achievement. They've put in the work uh, and now they're, you know, now they're um, seeing if they can measure up. Um, and, 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 and that, that's really what the race is all about. Cause it, it is an opportunity to sort of embrace you know, Marine Corps core values of honor, courage, and commitment, you know, um, and, and get, get around the course and finish up. And then, uh, uh, a newly commissioned, uh, Marine second Lieutenant, you know, will hand that finish, will, uh, hang that finisher's medal around your neck at the base of the Marine Corps War Memorial, commonly known as the Iwo Jima statue. I love that the race is about so much more than just running 26.2 miles. And there's such a history, there's such a almost like a personality to this race. And, and you're right. I lived for six years in Silver Spring, Maryland, and probably ran 15,000 miles over those six years in Rock Creek Park and all over Washington, D.C. And, you know, I was a political science major when I was in college. So I, I hold Washington, D.C. as a very special city in my mind. And, and I really love the history, the uh, the course itself, and and the amazing tour of our nation's capital that you get when you're there. Um, l- let's maybe start before we talk about the intricacies of the course, because um, I've I've run part of the course and it's really interesting. But uh, let's start with the morning of the race. Can you maybe walk us through the morning of the marathon? Uh, what's that like? The best way of getting to the starting area and and what we can expect right before the gun goes off? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, you know, race morning, I would say this about our race is, um, we, you know, it is getting to our starting line, you know, takes some planning. So, so please do that. Uh, you know, the, 
the uh, the starting line can only be approached from a couple directions, and that's because you know we're on Route 110, and we're between the Potomac, and it's between the Potomac River and Arlington National Cemetery. So, um, so it's it's a bit of a walk. Uh, I I would say that the the best way to approach the race is to start from from Crystal City, so you know stop south of the of the of the starting line. And, you know, there, there are a lot of parking options in Crystal City. You know, it's a major hub of, of uh, you know, um, of corporate activity during the week. So there's, there's lots of parking garages. Uh, we also open the Metro two hours early on Marathon Sunday. So it'll be open at 5 a.m. Uh, and, uh, you know, race start for the marathon is 7.55. So that gives you some options. And there are some, some handy Metro stops at Pentagon City and uh and crystal city metro stops are handy to the uh you know we'll get you right in the right in the flow of traffic to the start um we have you know in north pentagon parking which is adjacent to crystal city that's where we have our runner's village that's where you can check your bag um you know we'll have we have ample porta johns there um and you know most 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 races that's where they kind of sometimes try to save some budget. I promise you we have we have ample Porta Johns in our uh, in our runners village on behalf uh, so, of all runners, Alex, thank you. yeah, it's key also I mean one of the things is um you, you kind of see this as some other races, but it's it's really really i mean can't happen in our race basically right you you got to use the Porta John um because you know. Uh, it's national park service property and things like that. So uh, we, we, that's, that's, you know, that's what motivates us to make sure, and it's our responsibility, right. To give you that opportunity to, you know, to get ready, we're all hydrated. So, you, you know, that's, that's, that's another reason to approach through runner's village, um, you know, to get that opportunity. Um, and then, you know, uh, and then you, you make your way to the starting line up route, 10. It's about a mile walk from there. So it's a little bit of a walk, you, you know, so you got to do your time space planning. Um, and then, uh, you know, some people do chose to, to, uh, approach the starting line from, from Roslyn. And that's, that's really, you know, you can do that. It's not, it's not an optimal way to do that, to do the, you know, you really got to bob and weave through a, a lot of our, you know, our checkpoints and things like that. So, it, it can be done. I'm not saying it can't be done, but uh, it's it's the less preferred method. And it's it makes it the, the thing that will be a real challenge for you if you do that is that, you know, baggage check. If you want to use that, it's a long, long walk to Runner's Village to turn in your bag. Well, I remember when I lived in D.C., the Metro was arguably some of the best public transportation that I have ever experienced in my life. So I would recommend that. I mean, you not only have so many frequent cars coming, but there's also um, a countdown timer at each stop letting you know when the next train is coming, which I found just very convenient. And and probably because of my track background, I like to know when things are happening. Time is important to me. So I appreciated that. And uh, a 7.55 start, that makes things a little easier in the morning. So you're not getting up at, at two in the morning and, and having to get there by, by six 30, that seems like a little bit more of a, a more manageable morning. Uh, what's the energy like before the race? How does it compare to, you know, uh, other major marathons? Because with about 30,000 people at Marine Corps, this isn't exactly a small race. No, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it used to be among the largest. Now some of the, you know, the, the, 
world marathon majors have outstripped us, right? I mean, and I, I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around how many runners they managed to, you know, get across their courses. But you know, we we feel like we're as large as we really should be. The the challenge for us is is it's not just a marathon, actually. You know, I, I'm, you know, it's thirty thousand total runners, but that's uh, five thousand plus in in our ten k, um, and it's it's about twenty four thousand plus that are registered for our marathon. And then we have, we have 2000 registered runners in the Marine Corps marathon 50 K. Uh, if you if you're familiar with that. So the, 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 um, the schedule on the 29th of October marathon Sunday is at seven fifteen. That's when our 50 K starts. It starts from the same starting line as the marathon. Uh, and then we have our, the 10 K starts on the mall um, on the National Mall in front of the uh, the National Art Museum, and it covers the last six miles of the marathon course, and you finish at the uh, the same finish line at the Marine Corps War Memorial. But that's a that's a point to point race, the 10K, and then the mar- the marathon, and the 50K are you know are are loop courses, um, and uh, and and the 50K then the course is entirely common with the with the marathon course, except for there's an out and back segment. Uh, over in Georgetown on Canal Road for two and a half miles, which gets you the extra five miles to give it give you the fifty k. It's interesting that you guys do a, a ten k, a fifty k, and a marathon rather than what a lot of other races do, which is just have a, your marathon and then a half marathon option for those folks who may not want to run. You know the the twenty six point two mile distance. Is is there a background to that, or or a certain reason why you guys structure it that way? Well, I mean, the, the, the 10K is sort of a natural outgrowth. You know, our, our race is very well supported. You know, families coming from out of the region. What, what we saw is, and we have a, a, a very well supported race, both in terms of sort of a spectator base just from the local area that want to come and watch the race. But then what we've noticed is, you know, because we are in D.C. and there's so many opportunities for for all kinds of, you know, people um, of any age, right. Uh, and multiple types of interest, uh, levels, you know, we, we saw that oftentimes marathoners were bringing their, their friends and family to the race with them. And, and those friends and family, they weren't prepared to run a marathon, but they were, they were interested in doing something themselves. So that's, that's what created the, uh, MCM 10 K. And then the, the, the 50 K started, you know, that's something I've inherited, um, but it was an idea to give us the one of the large. We we are one of the largest uh, you know ultra marathons in North America, basically, because our our you know our participant field is is two thousand in that race. Um, so you know it does put it, put you on a little bit of the horns of a of a dilemma, right? Do I run the marathon? Do I run a fifty k? But um, yeah, that that's uh, the fifty k is, is if you want it. You know you want the uh, e ticket ride. Uh, the 50 K is out there as an option. Love it. Now, is there anything new and different uh, about the course this year for the marathon? Should runners be expecting, you know, the, the same marathon course or, or even different amenities or uh, things around the race weekend that, that might be a little bit different from years past? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the good news is that, you know, we, the course, the Marine Corps marathon course over time has, has evolved, but we have really stabilized it. And, uh, you know, for the past 15 years, it's, it's been, uh, you know, a, 
uh, a consistent course. And what I'm what I'm pleased to announce is, as you know, you know, National Capital Region is a dynamic area. Lots going on. We run through so many different jurisdictions. Uh, you know, that has all that frequently have multiple public works projects going on that that occasionally impact the race. But this year, that's not the case. So the course is, is wide open. It's a course you know and love. It's it's our tried and true course. We're proud of it. Um, and it, it should be, a, you know, a great, great day to run the Marine Corps Marathon course on the 29th of October. Uh, in terms of, of new things, um, you know, the event itself is is stable. Um, but we have some new sort of uh, featured sponsors uh, and, and things of that nature. Um, sort of um, our marquee sponsors for this year's race are uh, are Lidos. Um, you know they they have a, they bring a lot of runners to our event, um, and you know in terms of a single group outside of our nonprofit and and uh, charity partners, they're probably our single largest group. So we, we appreciate what they do for us. And then uh, we have a new apparel sponsor for this year's race, which is Recover Brands. And uh, we're excited about that because it's, it's a, you know, it's a fully recycled uh, closed loop system, so to speak, um, meaning that, you know, they uh, not only is, is their apparel f- fully recycled, but it's recyclable. And then you can actually, they have a whole system where you can, once you've, uh, once you've worn it, once you've loved it, and you want to return it uh, to become something else, you know, they have a whole mail-in system uh, that they'll be explaining at our expo. And it's something where we think we're, you know, but it is, it's a, it's premium, they're premium garments. It's really, it's sort of like the the Patagonia-esque ethic where it's, you're not taking a step back in terms of quality and performance, but it is, you know, but you're doing your, your social, you know, responsibility and due diligence of uh, supporting a sustainable product. Uh, so we're, we're pleased to have them. Um, and, and it also, we, 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 that's something we strive for. I mean, we, we work with the council responsible sport to be a, a sustainable partner in the endurance sports space. And, and actually we're, we're shooting to obtain their highest level, you know, their highest, uh, uh, certification level for sustainability. And, uh, and we feel like recover brand is, is something that's going to help us do that. And then lastly, I mean, our new, uh, our new footwear, sponsor is is ultra so that's uh you know um and they they have that that foot shape uh for comfort and performance and you know personally even before they were our sponsor they they're shoes that i loved and and uh and wear and so uh a little bit of serendipity there but we're pleased to have them and we think uh people will will like what they see when they when they uh if they give those shoes a try yeah, and I'm sure folks can check out all these companies at your expo. Now, the expo, if my memory is correct, is open to the public because I do believe that one weekend I was roaming around the city with a friend or two. And, you know, I, most of my friends are runners because I'm a huge running geek over here. And we walked into the expo and, and just, uh, you know, took, took in the scene and all the different uh, demonstrations and brands that were available there. Um, can you confirm, is it open to the public and, and what should folks expect there? Jason, I'm glad you touched on that because it is absolutely open to the public. And, and that's actually a new wrinkle for this year. You know, we've, we're going to be at the Gaylord National Harbor, which is in Maryland, just sort of on the, uh, the eastern corner of the Beltway, uh, you know, just across the Potomac River from, from Alexandria, just, you know, just a quick on the 495, just across the Wilson Bridge there. 
Um, and we will be, you know, in addition to, you know, ample parking there, it's, it's a beautiful, you know, event space there. Um, so we're excited about that for our expo. We also have shuttles running from the Alexandria Metro stops to make that convenient and to, to support ridership of, uh, you know, public transportation. Um, but yeah, we're hoping, we're hoping to have over a hundred thousand, uh, visitors, you know, friends, family member, runners, and, and just interested parties to, to come to our expo. Our expo will open on Friday at, uh, at 10 AM, Friday the 27th. And then it, it'll run all Saturday um, from 10 till, I believe, uh, uh, 1800, 6 p.m. I'm talking military here. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, so 10 a.m. To, to 6 p.m. On, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, that facility is really something. The, the, the Gaylord Convention Center across the river there. Uh, I remember going to a conference there. Very beautiful, amazing views. I think if you're in the city and you have a moment to get over there and check out the expo, uh, you definitely should. It's just a, a really interesting venue to have what I consider to be like a carnival for runners. You know, let's go to a marathon expo. That to me is like a wonderful Saturday afternoon. Um, Alex, let's talk a little bit about the course itself. You know, from a really high level, 30,000 foot perspective, how do you think about the Marine Corps Marathon course? Is it a difficult course, hilly? You know, is this, is this a race where you can go after a PR? You know, like where do you kind of slot this race in your mind? So the Marine Corps Marathon course, it's, it's, uh, it's a happy medium. Right. It's, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not California international. It's not uh grandma's. It's not Chicago, certainly not Berlin. Um, it's not a pancake, but, uh, but, you know, actually, I mean, a lot of runners aspire to, to get a Boston qualifying time. And what I would say, what I would say about our course is it's almost the ideal course. If your aspiration is to run Boston, you know, our, our course is not as hard as that. You know, it does have, it has a lot of turns. I mean, basically, if you think about it and you look at our course map, you'll see that it's essentially five out and backs. It's, it's you know, sort of this, you know, starship pattern or starfish pattern almost. Um, and it, it does have elevation change early and late. You know, um, it, it, early in the race, you, you know, right after the first mile, you start to climb up uh, into Arlington on Route 29, um, and it's about a 250-foot change in elevation over about a mile and a half. But then you get it all right back going down Spout Run to cross, you know, and then you cross over the Key Bridge to go into Georgetown. So, um, you know, you you want to. Uh, you, you definitely want to modulate your effort, you know, uh, you know, early on, especially, um, and you know, the way, and then, well, and I'll just touch on, then the other thing that people remark on is our finish, right? It's an, it's an uphill finish. And, and on any given day, if you went to, uh, the Marine Corps War Memorial and you walked, you walked, uh, up the hill to our finish line, you really wouldn't think anything of it, but at the end of a 26 mile, uh, run and I've I've you know I've done the Marine Corps Marathon myself 28 times, so uh, you know what I do know from personal experience is it it feels like Mount Everest at that point, but it's only <laughs> about 50 feet of elevation change, um, and it's only about 100 meters long. But you know at the end of the race, especially if you're working hard, you're trying to get everything you can. You know you want to you want to get that PR. So at that point, yes, it's uh, it seems like yeah, it seems seems a bit arduous. 
Um, other than that, you know, it's, it, there are, there are a lot of sharp turns, you know, there, we had, you know, the five out and back legs are early on in the race. Again, we already touched on it. You go up into Arlington, uh, then you go across the key bridge and you're in Georgetown and DC now, and then you, you run down M street, uh, which is the main thoroughfare in Georgetown. It's an iconic boulevard. And then you run up, um, rock up, up through rock Creek. And that is actually a slight elevation change. Over a couple miles, you, you climb about 100 feet, but then you come right back down Rock Creek, you run past the, the Kennedy Center, and then you run into, um, you run through West Potomac Park on Ohio Drive, and you continue in East Potomac Drive, East, East Potomac Park on Ohio Drive, and that is Haynes Point. And Haynes Point, you know, that's where you're, you're um, you go around Haynes Point, which is essentially an out and back, and that can be wind exposed. Um, and that's when you encounter our blue mile where blue run to remember that's, that's a, that's an iconic part of our race. It's about, it's at the 13 mile mark about halfway through the race. And that's where we have pictures of, uh, you know, veterans, uh, you know, killed in action veterans. And, and sometimes we have their family members standing with, uh, standing behind the portrait of their loved one. And that's, that's a meaningful emotional experience for our runners. Um, so that, that makes that. But that does get you around that that out and back. Um, that's and that's because otherwise that's sort of our some of our less populated in terms of uh, you know cheer sections and stuff like that. But uh, actually, actually get after you get around Haynes Point, then it's uh, it's an out and back around the mall, the National Mall. You know, you go around the perimeter of the National Mall, um, and you know you run in front of the White House, in front of the Capitol building, you know, past uh, the memorials. And then you go across the 14th Street Bridge back into Northern Virginia, and then you're running out and back in Crystal City um, for a short bit. And then you run in front of the, you turn back to the north, you run in front of the Pentagon, back onto Route 10, and then you finish at the Marine Corps War Memorial. So that's that's a tour of the course. Um, you know, it does it does have a lot of turns. Uh, I would say, you know. It's great preparation to run a race like Boston or New York. I, I would That's how I would classify it. It's similar to those two major races that a lot of people are familiar with in terms of difficulty. A lot of these places seem very familiar to me. I remember running a lot of 5K, 8K, and 10K races along Haynes Point. Um, and if it isn't windy, it can actually be a really fast area because it's very flat around there. You're right next to the water. Uh, and it's just a really beautiful place to, to take in the views as you loop back around to the mall. Um, you know, when you think about the very beginning of the course, uh, you know, I think this is where either, you know, you can either make or break your race in the first couple miles of, of any marathon. Um, if, if you're not being careful, how would you recommend runners think about say the first five miles or so? Is, is this a segment of the race that, is is best run a little bit more conservatively. You mentioned a, a hill coming up in mile two or so, uh, or or is this you know a, a segment where you can be right on pace or, or maybe even a little bit quicker than your goal pace? How do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's best you know early in a race. I, I also think overall, my, my mindset and approach to a marathon in particular is you know um, it, it's sticking to your game plan and your preparation and, you know, um, and your strengths as a runner. Uh, 
And I, you know, the thing you absolutely don't want to do, but you see happen a lot. I mean, er, early in a race, it's exciting, right? When the gun goes off, it's exciting. The, the adrenaline flows, even experienced runners have a hard time sort of holding back. But, but that is it. Uh, you know, um, a marathon is sort of, it, it's, it's the classic example of what a budgeted effort looks like. I mean, and, uh, you know, a marathon really can't be one in the first few miles, but it can certainly be lost. Um, and, and really you need to, you need to be focused on, on your, on yourself, right? That's another mistake I see, you know, some runners make is they, you know, they, they pick out who they think their likely competitors are and they try to gauge, you know, their effort off what they see the effort that other others are putting out. And I, you know, that's another mistake. Um, uh, so I, you know, I say, you know, it's just about running within yourself. Um, you know, the only, the only proven strategies in a marathon are as if you're an experienced and prepared runner, you know, trying to run an even split pace or, or a negative split. The whole idea of, you know, getting out there and banking time or getting ahead of the power curve, you know, that's, uh, that's mythology in my, in my, you know, in my humble opinion. Um, you know, I even hear some experienced runners talk about banking time and I, I just, it seems crazy to me. It just, I, you know, every once in a while, there's that unicorn race, right? Where somebody is just a little more prepared or their training has been better than they realize, um, or they're just more relaxed and, and, and things are just flowing, right? You do, you do have those, everybody's had one race where they just kind of floated along, but that's a, that's a one in a million, right? It's not something you can count on. But, you know, then there's some people that want to hit, try to hit a home run every time they go out. And, you know, okay, that, then that's fine. Then you definitely want to, you know, sprint up that first hill. But, uh, but my, my, you know, my approach to the, the, to the Marine Corps Marathon in particular is, yes, you want to take it easy early. It is, for a marathon, it's a significant hill, that first hill climbing up Route 29. Stay within yourself. There's plenty of time to get, you know, back on your pace if you fall a little behind by a couple seconds. You know, I like to say if you bank time early in a marathon, you're going to be forced to withdraw that time with interest in the second half of the race. That's an analogy I love. Right. Yeah. You better have overdraft protection, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I like how you how you point out the fact that it can still happen. You know, when we talk about how, it, you know, you're playing with fire when you try to uh go out hard in a marathon and bank some extra time, knowing you're going to be fatigued later in the race, you are, you know, hoping for the exception to prove the rule. And it is so rare that that happens. Um, it does, but it's not the norm. And, uh, I think if you were to run a hundred marathons, it might happen once or twice. And, uh, it probably has a lot to do with the course and perhaps your fueling that to me is like capturing lightning in a bottle. Probably not something we want to try for all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, re I actually respect people that, that try it. You know, I, I do have some friends that every time out they're trying to, they're trying to recreate that PR performance or, or go a little better. And, uh, and so, yeah, they, they attack it right from the, from the get go. And, uh, you know, as a, as a retired Marine, I, I can, I appreciate that gung ho attitude, you know, but, uh, more often than not, yeah, you're going to be paying the price. So Alex, when you think about the whole course, you know, we've talked a little bit about the beginning. You have to be careful with that hill in mile two. That's pretty steep. 
Uh, do you think the Marine Corps Marathon is a course that lends itself well to a certain segmentation strategy or, or chunking the mileage up into certain, um, you know, uh, uh, types of, you know, sections of the race, you know, okay, here's your easy section. Here's your very difficult section. You know, here's where you need to be conservative. You can be a little bit more risky at this, at, at this area here. How do you segment the race in your mind? Sure. I mean, it, you know, it's a very, it's a, it's a very segmentable race for, for reasons I just talked about. I mean, it, it really lends itself to that because, you know, it, it is, it, it doubles back on itself, you know, and so each of those out and back legs is, is essentially how I think about it as a, as an individual segment. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that, that the fact that it does double back on itself so, so often is also what makes it a great spectator event too. Um, and, and, it, and a great family friendly, you know, your, your friends and family that are coming there to cheer you on, there's an opportunity to see your runner out on the course multiple times because of that, without even really moving very much. So, uh, that, and that, that's, uh, you know, that's, a that's a strategy that makes a difference, right? I mean, when you, when you see people you care about out on the race course and they're, they're, they're pulling for you, that, that definitely, you know, puts a string in your step and, and, uh, you know, some of the fatigue comes off you. Um, so, um, that, that, I think that's another great thing about the course. Um, I, you know, overall, I think what, well, the way I, I strategize on the course is, there's before the 14th street bridge and after, right? And so, you know, you hit 20 miles just as you're approaching the 14th street bridge. And that's really your gut check. And actually the 14th street bridge, you know, it's actually, it's the 395, it's I-395. So it's the major artery entering Washington, D.C. from the South. Uh, so it's a three lane road, um, you know, because it's a, a bridge in an interstate, we can't let a lot of people onto the bridge. So it's kind of a, a a quiet spot in the course. Uh, it can also be very wind exposed because you're crossing the Potomac River. And you know, if you're if you're feeling good, if you've paced yourself well, you know, you sort of you know it at that point, right? Pretty much. And you and that's where a lot of your competitors, if you're up front, if you're running competitively, that's where you're going to see a lot of the people that haven't, you know, paced themselves well. That's when they'll start to struggle a little bit and that, you know, you've got, it's a long straightaway across that bridge, um, a mile and a half, you know, the other runners in front of you string out and it's a great place to start, you know, picking up runners, feeling confident and, uh, just digging deep and just get, just getting after it to get to the finish line. Would you say that that's one of the hardest parts of the course or, you know, what would be potentially the hardest section of the course, whether that's, you know, an area where there's a lot of elevation gain or it's just late in the race. Maybe there's a lot of wind exposure or, or not a lot of crowd support, you know, where should folks prepare to be a little bit more mentally tough? Right. I mean, that, that, that really is it. The 14th street bridge, because, you know, because it's late in the race, because it's, there's not a lot of crowd support because it is when it can be wind exposed. And if it's not wind exposed, you know, it, it's, uh, if it's a warm day, it's sun exposed. And, you know, if, if it's raining, it's right in your, it's coming down right on, you know, into your eyes and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you're feeling okay, that's where, you know, you can, you can turn it up a notch and really make a difference. Start, you know, start picking off people ahead of you. 
Um, and then, you know, when you get off the 14th Street Bridge, you you do an out and back in Crystal City. And to do that, you you turn south, you turn away from the finish line. And for people that are, you know, that that's where another that's a mentally mentally difficult piece of the race as well. Right. If you're not, you know, um, and that's where a lot of I see a lot of runners kind of falter late in the race as well. So if you've you know, if you've prepared for that part of the race, that's where, you know, you're going to be able to to make a difference and move ahead and, and pass a lot of people. Do you guys have pace groups that that one might be able to tuck in with? How does that work? We do. We work with the Marathon Maniacs. So we do have pace groups that go that start at, you know, at three hours uh, and then they're every 10 minutes all the way to what we call our Beat the Bridge pace group. That is, that is something unique about it. We do keep our course open, our finish line open for, for seven hours. Um, but we do because we have to open the 395 uh, at a certain point uh, in the race. That's a hard cutoff for us. So you, you need to maintain 14-minute pace through the marathon to beat the bridge, to meet, you know, we call it the gauntlet. We have a couple of gauntlets. Because, you know, because the course doubles back on itself, we have a couple of gauntlets where if you're not tracking towards that 14-minute pace, we will just turn you towards home. You know, we just don't let you run that out and back section, and we just point you towards the uh, the finish line so that you can still finish under your own power. Um, and we don't, you know, you don't have to wait for to get on a bus or anything like that. But the one, the one cutoff that is a hard cutoff is uh, is on 14th Street, just prior to the 14th Street Bridge, because that that uh, we have to open up the bridge at uh, at 1:15 in the in the afternoon. So um, that's that's a unique part of our course. So we do have that. We go we have pace groups that go all the way back to 14 minute pace. All right. I think that will be really helpful for a lot of folks, especially those people who have time goals and they're they're right on the edge and they want to follow a good pace group that'll get them in the ballpark of accomplishing whatever time goal that they have. Um, now, you guys are, are this race happens at a wonderful time of year. It is uh, October 29th this year in Washington, D.C., I assume the weather is usually pretty good. W- what kind of average weather do you typically expect at Marine Corps? Yeah. I mean, it, what I can tell you is, uh, there is no average weather. At the <laughs> I should have known. It can, it can be, it can be literally anything. Uh, we, I will say that last year we had just phenomenal weather. It was, uh, you know, it, was, it started in the forties and, it, you know, even, even into the afternoon, it was, uh, you know, we finished in the low sixties, beautiful, clear day, but, uh, but quite frankly, and to your point, people remember that's how you that's how people talk about the marine corps marathon they describe you know the year and the weather right i i ran it the year that the course flooded because of uh torrential rain or uh i ran it the year that uh you know it was in the 80s so we have had we have had years where uh it, you know the temperature has climbed into the 80s which is which is unusual for late October in, in uh, mid Atlantic, but that, but that has happened before we, uh, in 2019, we had torrential rain early in the race. Uh, we had standing water on the course, particularly at, uh, Haynes point, you know, so people were running through three or four inch deep water. Um, but then the, the sun came out and it got pretty humid by the end of that race. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, and then we've also had years where there was frost on the ground. You know, um, we had, you know, it was one of the first frosts of the, of the season. Um, so it really runs the gamut. Um, 
Yeah, and we and we we are you know from past experience we're prepared for for a variety of of, of weather, but and and runners should be as well. I mean, uh, it, you know, it really can be anything from warm and sunny to to cold and wet. Um, we've experienced it all. Yet another reason why this is such a good preparatory race for the Boston Marathon. It seems very similar in terms of hills early and late and very unpredictable weather. You really never know what you're going to get at some of these, you know, middle of the fall or middle of the spring marathons. Um, but that's part of the excitement, right? You know, it's you never know what, what kind of luck of the draw you're going to experience on race day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's really what, you know, what I've seen and experienced is, is, um, it's part of the experience. I, I mean, uh, you know, a, a marathon by definition is, is a, a significant challenge and, um, and, and you have to be prepared to, to persevere. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're more prepared, I mean, that might be your day and, you know, to maybe you won't set the PR, but you might, you know, have a great age group performance or something like that because you, you were prepared and you dealt with the weather situation. So, so let's give runners an idea of the finish line and what they can expect right after they cross the finish line. Uh, what, what is that area like and, and what's the whole scene and energy like, uh, right at the finish? Yeah. I mean, the, the finish is, is really another iconic thing about the Marine Corps marathon. Um, so you, you do have to, you know, fight your way up the hill um, and then you, you, our, our finish line is somewhat narrow cause you, we want you to finish right at the base of the Marine Corps War Memorial. Um, but, but that, you know, there's a lot of great crowd energy there. Um, uh, and, uh, we, you know, we'll, a lot of senior Marine leaders will be there cheering you on right at the finish line. Um, you know, make sure you smile for your, uh, finishers picks photo as you, as you cross the finish line. And then, uh, and then you'll receive your, your Marine Corps you know, finishers medal, you know, which we're, we're going to do the reveal on that pretty soon. That's something we're known for is, you know, our finishers medals are pretty iconic. It's the Eagle Globe and Anchor outline, but we always try to do something unique with it every year. And I think we've come up with a great design this year. But then, you know, so, I mean, but what's, what's, what's really amazing, what's really neat for our runners, and again, often an emotional experience for them is, you know, our, our course is supported by active duty Marines and we, we will have 4,500 Marines who are out on the course, working the aid stations, uh, do, doing our control points and things like that. And then we have, we have Marines at the finish. So, um, and they, and they're the ones that present the awards to you, present all our hospitality items to you. So it's an opportunity, you know, service members are used to having people, thank them for their service. And this, but this is a unique opportunity to actually put a face on what, what that means, you know, what, what, uh, what the armed forces, uh, are all about, you know, to actually have a second Lieutenant, uh, put that medal around your, your neck and, and thank you for running. Um, and, and, and with, in it, with the setting, you know, the setting at, uh, the Marine War Memorial adjacent to the Arlington National Cemetery and all that, so that that's the first thing you get your medal, and then there's obviously a, a post, uh, you know, there's a photo opportunity there with finishers picks, and then you get your your hospitality box and your uh, your Marine Corps Marathon Tyvex jackets. We don't do heat sheets; we we do the, the it's a zip up jacket, but it's a it's also a um, and so that's also something that can be reused. If you know, we, we encourage you to hang on to it, not throw it away. 
but in the hospitality box, we have, um, you know, kind hero bars. Um, we have, uh, cliff mini protein bars, uh, protein builder bars. We'll have veggie sticks and fruit cups from Wegmans and, uh, a peanut butter packet and uh, a noon tab. And noon, noon is our on course hydration, uh, and it'll be lemon lime flavor. So you'll see that at all of our 12 water points, uh, along with water, of course. Um, so that's what you get at hospitality. And then you'll make your way across the bridge over Route 50 into Roslyn, which is our finishers festival. And, um, and right as you get across the Route 50 bridge and enter Roslyn, that's, that's our family link up point. So, you know, what we're really encouraging runners to do and family members in particular is to download that Marine Corps Marathon app. Uh, so you can track your runner. Um, and you, you know, it's great. You can hang out by the jumbotron. You can watch, you can watch the, the, you know, we're, we're, we'll be broadcasting live streaming the front of the race. And then after that, it becomes sort of a fixed picture of the finish line. So if you're tracking your runner, you can see when they're approaching the finish line, you can watch them finish on the jumbotron. And then, you know, that in another 10 to 15 minutes, you know, they'll be, they'll be coming across the bridge to link up with you. And then you can move down out into the finishers festival. And uh, with a lot of the same, um, you know, race partners that you'll uh, encounter in the expo, they're also going to be there in the Finishers Festival. We have uh, Stone Brewery is providing um, complimentary beer garden for runners. It's, you know, beer is not for sale. Uh, it's part of your bib, bib you know, uh, tear away for a, for a beer. And lots of other uh, hydration opportunities uh, as you move on into Roslyn towards the metro station that's where your your bag pickup will be and then it's really a smooth operation from there i mean you can either take the metro back to crystal city uh or we have shuttle bus service that also will run you back to crystal city if that's where you started from wow i well i've always appreciated a post marathon beer so that's very nice of stone to to offer one for finishers um, now I didn't ask you about aid stations, but you mentioned, uh, 12 different aid stations throughout the course. Um, uh, what can runners expect besides noon at these aid stations? Right. So noon we have, so those are hydration stations, 12, you can, the, the noon, um, and then, and water, of course. And we have, we have, then we have four nutrition stations as well. Um, and that's, it's quite a smorgasbord of, uh, nutrition options. Again, I'll, I'll start off right fr right up front with the disclaimer that, you know, if you're running to be competitive, right, expect what you inspect, right? That's uh, it's a little Marine Corps phrase, meaning use what you plan to use, right? R use your tried and true methods. I uh, don't recommend, ex ex you know, experimenting with uh, new food items if you're really uh, trying to run a fast race. Um, and more often than not, you know, competitive athletes bring bring their own nutrition with them. But we do have a lot of options on the course. At our first food station, we have uh, applesauce from Wegmans at the second food. And that's at about the uh, the, the five-mile mark. And then at about the nine-mile mark, we have um, we have cliff blocks. So that'll be salted watermelon and mixed berry uh, um, cliff blocks. And then, uh, and then at the next Next food station, about uh, six miles later, we have uh, Jelly Belly Sports Beans, you know, m multiple flavors of those. And then the final food station um, at about mile, uh, well, in Crystal City, I think it's a mile 22 approximately. 
is when we we have the untapped um, all natural fuel, and it's basically it's uh, maple syrup based gels, and we have multiple flavors there: uh, salted salted citrus, salted cocoa, and coffee flavor. So, um, you know, I, I know from personal experience, if I'm if I'm running at a race pace, a full out effort, I really gels are about the only thing my stomach can handle. But if you're, you know, if you're running to experience and just to have a good time and, and, uh, and, and get round, um, you know, you might want to try some of these other options or, uh, you know, and, and now, now, you, now that you know, I, you know, now that you know what we're going to have on course, if, you know, I recommend you try some of it in training, see if you like it. Exactly. I, I remember trying a strawberry cream gel for the first time ever around mile 22 of my first marathon ever. And that did not sit well with me. That flavor just completely turned my stomach. So <laughs> let's experiment before the race with whatever fuel you're going to use. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for, for giving us such an amazing rundown of what we can expect at the Marine Corps Marathon this year. Uh, it just seems like a really special experience for so many people. And, um, you know, looking back, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself for not taking part in that experience myself when I lived in the area. But um, have we missed anything? Is there anything you'd like to leave our audience with that will either help them prepare for the Marine Corps Marathon on the day or get them excited to potentially run the race in the future? Well, yeah. I mean, I would just say, Jason, first of all, we, you know, we, we, we want you back. Come, come back to DC, <laughs> come, come experience the race, you know, because just like I said, it's, it's, it's not just about, it's, it's about multiple things, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's about achieving um, the race that you want, but it's also an act of, you know, recognition, respect, rededication, you know, rededicating yourself, you know, to what it means to be an American citizen, what it means to be a family member, um, what it means to be a friend. Uh, you know, that's, that's what, that's the deeper meaning of the race, right? And it's to, it's to, it's to uh, express appreciation for the the privileges and opportunities that that uh, our citizenship gives us. It's an opportunity to in, you know engage with uh, with with the Marine, with Marines. I mean, we all know and respect. You know, I, I you know I'm a retired Marine, and I have you know respect and appreciation for the institution, the Marine Corps, and that's why I'm privileged to to have this role. But it's it's an opportunity to come and engage with that culture and with those core values on our courage and commitment. Um, so it's, it's about more than running, but it's also a great place to, to run a great race. And, and, um, and, and I would say this, that, you know, we, we are repeatedly recognized as being one of the best organized marathons in the nation. Uh, and one of the, and the best, one of the best marathons for first time marathoners and also um, for our, um, you know, it was one of the best charity partner events as well. So, um, so yeah, come join us. We, we encourage, encourage anybody that the one, the one a question I get occasionally is that, you know, do you have to be a Marine to run the marathon? You know, absolutely not. This is a public outreach opportunity. This is a, this is just, a, this is an opportunity for you to come and see, you know, who are, who Marines are, uh, what they look like, you know, what they talk like, what they represent. And I think you'll be, you'll be pleased. Now you've run it 28 times, Alex. Are you, are you going to be running it this year? I wish I could. I mean, that's the bittersweet thing about it. You know, uh, there, fortunately there are other races out there and, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, I'm an aging warrior, but I'm still keen for battle on any, on any given weekend. I'm out there, you know, um, running for age group glory, but, uh, I'm just doing it in other places in the Marine Corps marathon now. But, uh, but no, I mean, it's, uh, and the other, I mean, the Marine Corps marathon really brought me full circle. You know, I'm a, I'm a lifelong competitive runner. Um, but you know, my, my, one of my first experiences in the Marine Corps as a, as a newly commissioned second Lieutenant was working the Marine Corps marathon back in 1991. I was the guy, this is before chips, right? So my job was to peel the tab at the bottom of your number, you know, and string it on the stringer because, uh, you know, and then because this is before the automatic timing, you know, before digital systems. And then, uh, and then there was like a 1-800 number you could dial in to get your result like a couple days later if you didn't see it in the morning edition of the Washington Post. So I guess I'm dating myself a little bit. But, but I, you know, I love working the race. Because, you know, really, it validated all the reasons why I joined the Marine Corps. You know, it was an opportunity to interact with people that, that would seem generally appreciative um, and, you know, and, um, and it, you know, why I wanted to to be, you know, to be a service member. Um, it was a great celebration of that in my mind. And then, you know, to have the opportunity to run it so many times, and then finally to be sitting where I am now to be able to organize it. It's really, um, for me personally, it's, it's just, uh, I'm pleased and grateful for the opportunity. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I I can certainly see why. And, you know, I started running in the nineties, so I certainly remember, the people at the end of the cross country races pulling off the bottom of your bib and, and putting it on this kind of weird mo- wire thing. And, and you would compare that with all the times that you were recording. Let's just say, let's be glad that we have fully automatic timing now. <laughs> um, well, Alex, thank you again for, for your time today. Thank you for your service and, and thank you for putting on such a, a, a meaningful race. Uh, I'm also, let me just say, I'm not surprised to hear that, uh, a race put on by uh, the Marines and former Marines is is often billed as the most organized marathon in the country. That doesn't surprise me at all. So uh, thank you again for for all you do, and good luck to everyone running the race in just a couple of weeks. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And there we have it, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to pay it forward, please rate and review the show. You can share it with your running club or invest in a training program at strengthrunning.com. You can also support the show by supporting our sponsors. Their links and discount codes are going to get yourself some discounted gear, and you're also going to tell these sponsors they should continue supporting the show. First, I challenge you to optimize your recovery and get the best sleep of your life with Lagoon maker of the most comfortable pillow I've ever used. And really, that's no hyperbole. I'm pleasantly surprised every single night when I lie down because this pillow is just perfect for me. I took their sleep quiz to find the right pillow for my body size and my sleeping position at lagoonsleep.com slash strengthrunning. It's only two minutes and you're gonna find out the type of pillow that will work best for you. I'm using the Fox and absolutely loving it. A big reason why is because it's adjustable. The pillow comes with extra fill, so you can take some out, you can add some in, and adjust it to your unique needs. Just a couple weeks ago, I lied down in bed, I couldn't get comfortable, and I soon realized that I just wasn't using my Lagoon pillow. I made the switch, and I quickly fell asleep. It was actually a little bit uncanny. It does make a big difference. 
And we all know how important sleep is. It's the best recovery tool that we runners have at our disposal. It's better than compression, ice, heat, massage, or anything else that you can think of. Sleep is when the magic happens and your sleep quality matters. You know, I just finished reading Peter Atiyah's book, Outlive the Science and Art of Longevity. And I absolutely love this book. I'm going to try to get Peter on the podcast, but you know, there's this whole section on sleep as a longevity tool and as a way to reduce the risk of neurodegenerative diseases. Suffice it to say, I'm taking sleep more seriously now, both for my running performances and for my overall health and longevity. Lagoon is making that a lot easier for me. U.S. Olympic trials marathon qualifier Caitlin Keene also started using a Lagoon pillow and she saw her deep sleep increase by 52 minutes. So I'm excited to reap the rewards of better sleep compounded night after night. You can get 15% off your pillow at lagoonsleep.com slash strengthrunning with code strengthrunning at checkout. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, find the right pillow for you, and then adjust it to perfection. Go to lagoonsleep.com slash strengthrunning and use code strengthrunning to save 15% today. Next, hook yourself up with some free electrolytes. Our sponsor, Element, is offering a free gift with your purchase at drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning. And this does not have to be your first purchase. With any purchase, you're going to get a sample pack with every flavor, so you can try them all before deciding what you like best. Now, if you're not familiar, Element is my favorite way to hydrate. They make electrolytes for athletes and low-carb folks with no sugar, no artificial ingredients or colors. And I'm now in the habit of giving away just boxes of Element at group runs around Denver and Boulder. I'm like the salt fairy. And everyone loves this stuff. It can also be a really helpful way to prevent dehydration when you're doing anything substantial. If you're doing a long run, if you're doing a really hard workout, especially if you sweat a lot or if you're like me and you have a high salt content to your sweat. If you sometimes feel overly tired or you get headaches, cramps, or sleeplessness after long runs or workouts, you might have an electrolyte imbalance or deficiency. Boost your performance and your recovery, especially in the heat, with Element. They're the exclusive hydration partner to Team USA Weightlifting, and quite a few professional baseball, hockey, and basketball teams are on regular subscriptions. Plus, Element is my go-to morning beverage if I've frequented one of Denver's many breweries the night before, and if I just want my morning to feel a little smoother after that. Check them out at drinklmnt.com slash strengthrunning. You'll get your free sample pack gift with your purchase, and then you can be on the business of getting your hydration optimized for your upcoming season. All right, that's our show, my friends. Thank you so much for listening and your passion for this amazing sport. I'm happy to connect anytime. Just let me know. And until then, we'll be in touch. 